Welcome to the new Volume 3 Fen Den podcast. We're going to talk to one of my favorite people. He is an actor in New York City on the rise. And that's the goal for this new direction of the podcast is to learn from creative people on the rise. Okay, so let's roll the intro and then I'll bring on my favorite uh, my favorite actor, <laughs> Val Asbrooks Jr. You're about to enter another world where independent creative minds are guided by determination of purpose and destiny is in our hands. Forget everything you were made to believe and check your baggage at the door. This is The Fenden. Volume 3. Um, podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. Welcome, my brother. Hey, Sean. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Good to be here. So glad to have you. It's, it's been a, a pleasure, while. Pleasure mine. It's been, it has been a while. When I first met you, it was, uh, I was getting into acting, which I'm still interested, but things have, things have gotten a little wild over the past, obviously over the past year and whatnot. Right. Right. So, uh, and when I first, um, met you, it was through a church that had a, a great group of people and mm-hmm. they had a, a group of actors that um, that were meeting regularly and mm-hmm. you were you were in it. I think you were leading it at the time. Either you were leading it at first or you ended up leading it eventually. Um, but you taught me a lot or, or besides like just being you, it it's uh, inspirational to um, to know you and to kind of be be here in the moment while you're on the rise as an actor. So what I like to to um, go over is what got you into acting, what inspired you. Is it something you always knew you wanted to do or did it just come about? How did it come about? And what you're currently working on, as far as, um, as I know, I, I my point of reference is I, I saw a commercial that is right now that's that's out that you're in and uh, and what you'd like to do going forward into the future uh with your acting career, what that looks like for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, first and foremost, again, you know, thanks for having me on here. Um, you know, I know we first met a couple of years back at the church that you were talking about. And, um, you know, it was a crazy experience, crazy time. And you were able to drop so much wisdom in our discussions based on like your past experience and your knowledge. Um, you brought so much wisdom to the table and like some of the words that you like and nuggets that you drop with us will like always stick with me. So I just want to say thank you for that. Um, you know, it was definitely a divine uh, connection us meeting and um, just, you know, really, really like you're, you're always going to have a place in my heart, you know, not to get all sentimental, but um, you're just such a, such a, a great spirit. And um, yeah, I mean, as far as my journey, it's kind of crazy. Like, when I grew up as a kid and stuff, you know, 
being in acting or movies or TV, that that just seemed like another planet. Like I had a better chance of like being an astronaut or something, you know? So like I would watch movies and just think like, there's no way that I can like be on those screens. It's just more for entertainment. And um, so I went to school, I went to college and like first majored in computer science and like that programming and stuff was like kicking my butt. So then like I switched majors to finance and um, I was doing that for about nine years. And, you know, I was like making it up the corporate ladder. I was successful, but at the same time, like it was just kind of like soul sucking and, you know, seeing people like either looking forward to happy hour or the weekends or like the lunch was like, you know, what was for lunch was like the highlight of the day, you know, something just didn't sit right with me. And I was just like, there's gotta be more to life than this, you know? So when I was, um, 29, I guess I was kind of going through that, like, oh, about to turn 30 crisis and really like soul searching, like, what do I really want out of life? And I kind of just had some quiet time to just really figure it out. And was like, what's that one thing that I would regret, you know, pursue, not pursuing if I was like on my deathbed and acting came to mind and I didn't really know how I was going to go about it. So I started like looking up stuff online I had no reference, no resources, no one to like talk to in the world to figure out where to start. So I just started like Googling stuff, like what classes should I take? What websites should I like sign up on? So I found this guy. Um, his name was Mark Stolzenberg. He had like an acting class. And I started taking classes in the evening while still working at the bank. And like two months into that process, um, you know, at the time, I kind of gave more credit to the things that like God created and not specifically God. So I was just like, oh man, universe, just talking to the universe instead of the person who created the universe. Like, you know, universe, this is what I want to do. And like two months into that, while still working at the bank, I found out like my whole department was getting let go and like getting laid off. So like, it was crazy because all my coworkers, everybody was like scrambling running around like with a chicken with their head cut off. And I just kind of had like this peaceful, calm confirmation that God was like, all right, Laval, you said you want to do this. So like, here's your chance. What are you going to do? And it was like that real like fork in the road of, you know, do I try to find another bank job or like, is this my time to like really try and pursue this thing, you know? So I ended up going with the ladder and started pursuing this thing. And um, again, super, super new, not sure where to start. So I started on some like websites like, um, backstage and casting networks and actors access and even some stuff on Craigslist, but Craigslist is kind of shady, you know? So I kind of stayed away from there, but, um, you know, it's kind of tough to like really make a mark when you're super green and you have no experience. Same thing, you know, in a corporate environment, people want you to have like all this experience, but you just graduated from college. So it's like, you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg. So, you know, with acting, um, started doing a lot of like, you know, free projects, a lot of student films, just trying to get some type of footage, some type of reel. Um, I had got some headshots done. So I was doing that for a while. And then like, finally I was able to get like decent enough footage to actually reach out to representation and to some agents. So um, I started like mass emailing people, sending them like my materials, whatever, like skin and bone stuff that I had. And uh, luckily some people like wanted to take a chance on me and, they were able to like let me freelance with them for a while. And, you know, I was able to break into like some better like commercials and some TV stuff here and there. And, um, you know, it's definitely a roller coaster ride of emotions. 
you know, spiritually, financially, but it, it's so rewarding at the same time because I feel like this is one of those career paths where you have to really rely on faith and on God. Like, you know, yeah, you know, God is definitely there for the nine to fiver, but like at the same time, you kind of know like, oh, I did so-and-so hours. I'm going to get this paycheck, the same amount every two weeks, every week or whatever. But with acting, you really are not sure when you're going to book your next gig, when, when you're going to get your next check, because if you're like not union, they may wait like 30 days plus or something to actually like pay, you know? So there's a lot of faith and a lot of leaning on God in this business. And honestly, I'm grateful for it because I feel like it's just, you know, it's helping to strengthen my muscles and faith in being a human being, you know, wanting to take care of my body because like my body is my instrument as opposed to like just a computer desk that I'm working on as an instrument or whatnot, you know? So it's, 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 it's a lot. Um, I feel like I'm rambling now. I'm answering like some of your questions, but um, <laughs> you're not rambling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, still doing commercials, definitely want to break into more TV film. I kind of feel like I've been like in a TV uh, purgatory of like the one liners, like constantly auditioning for like, you know, those one liners or like those, like a one pager and stuff and just trying to like break through that window. But you know, I definitely still have so much faith in God. And every time I like ask him for confirmations, because like with this job too, you know, it's not for the faint of heart. And like, I can like speaking for myself, like every single day I can wake up and I'm like, man, am I supposed to be pursuing this? Because like, if you're not super successful in things, you start questioning, like, is this from God? Is this something selfish that I just want to like pursue because I want to be famous? Like you constantly asking yourself, you know, where, where, where do you fall? Where do you belong in this whole, like this whole scheme of things? And, you know, I ask God for confirmations and he gives me confirmation. Sometimes it's through a booking. Sometimes it's through like an encouraging word that he speaks into me through another person. So it, it's, it's been a crazy journey. Um, yeah. I mean, still just in the pursuit and would love to like, you know, make it in more in TV and film, get some leading roles, I feel like the Marvel universe is like opening up and it's like, you know, the Marvel universe is opening up into multiverses. I got to be able to fit into one of those multiverses. Right. right. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so going back to um, you were you came to that point where you were 29, about to be 30, <laughs> which at that time seems like, oh, man, this is it. I'm old. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's not like that anymore. But was it, did, was it really like something existential? Like there was a threat of like, was it kind of like a, a threat of age coming or was it working at the bank isn't really what I want to do with my life? Did you go through that kind of thought process or was it something different? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say that it's a combination of both of those things. And, you know, when you're in your 20s, turning 30 does seem like you're about to like get into like elderly or something like that. But then once you're on the other side of 30, you realize that like you're really st you still have so much so many more miles left on the car, you know, and there's so many. You know, when I first started, too, which is crazy because like I was 29, I was like, oh, man, about to turn 30. I want to pursue this acting thing, but like I'm starting way late in the game. This is my mindset. Meanwhile, you know, you could be 40, 50, 60 and just enter the business and, and be su super successful. 
So I just started into it and I'm like, man, I'm so old. I didn't like go to like high school. I didn't go to like a school of performing arts and like, man, how do I measure up? So I actually started like Googling actors who started like being successful in the business, like 30, 40 plus. And there's so many actors that started late, late quotation marks, what's late that um, actually made a name for themselves. And it was like really encouraging. And um, yeah, I think maybe just like, as I was, I was approaching 30, I felt like maybe like if I didn't make a choice sooner or later, whatever path I took, I would be stuck in that path. So like if I stayed the banking route, like to be able to get out, like I would just be deeper, deeper in bondage into something I didn't want to belong into. So that's probably part of why I felt like I need to make a decision and the fork in that road came at that time. If that, uh, if that answers your question. Yeah. It sounds like you, um, you wanted, you wanted to be an actor, but I was, um, curious if, if that's something you always wanted to do, um, because you you mentioned that you asked yourself like what's the one thing that I think you said I won't regret or that I I want to do so I don't regret however you phrased it it's on tape yeah. so we can <laughs> we can determine that but um, it's always those questions I think that's the one of the best questions that a person can ask and you asked it at mm-hmm. the right time to yourself like what's what's the one thing what um it is what was that like did that come up as like yes because i i like to explore this for viewers who are trying to are considering getting into acting or they mm-hmm. are in acting or or maybe they just are getting wondering what they want to do with their life maybe they're at that point too like maybe they're not even 30 but any age in life, as I'm mm-hmm. getting older, it's the same thing every time. It's like, I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> right. Um, so what, um, from that perspective of like someone looking for like the one thing, it sounds like that's kind of a risk because for a lot of people, the bank job is a sense of security or it feels like it is probably security. Like the sensible thing to do is to have a nine to five job. So it's really risky. I mean, did you, did you think about it that way? Is like my, you, you said that the bank had started to let people go. So did you think that was, did you think of it as that's a sign or did you think, well, I already wanted what was what was the the time frame? Like I already decided that I wanted to be an actor and now this is a re this kind of gives me a push. Was there yeah. was there any of that? Yeah, I mean I to like kind of like go back from your question on like when did you realize this is something that you wanted to do? Like growing up as a kid, um I I, I remember like wanting to be an architect. And then like I had went to and then like I didn't pursue that. And I was like, oh, computers are popular now. And I was in high school. So I was like, oh, I should go to like do like computer programming and like realize that like that that class, like I wasn't a love for it, for the work that it is, because it does take a lot of work to do like 
IT and computer programming. So I was like, you know what, man, like I'm struggling in this, but I still want to help people. And I was just trying to like be super observant of like human, human, human beings. And I was like, man, money is really like ruling people. So like, I want to like help people manage their money. So then I started, so then I was like, oh, I should like study finance. And then that's what kind of like led me into the bank. And I went into the bank, like with the intention of, you know, helping people manage their money, get loans and invest and things like that. But, um, you know, unfortunately, like the environment that I was in, it was more cutthroat of like, we got to hit these quotas. It's more of like the bottom line and not so much of the people. And not to say that all banking or finance is evil because there's definitely good errors in banking. There's definitely good people in banking that really just want to help other people. But um, it's funny because like the whole acting thing, it didn't really creep. It didn't, it didn't come into the, like the external until I was in my later twenties. I felt like that, that spirit was probably in me the whole time, but there was so much noise and so much outside stuff just from life that I just really didn't think to entertain it, especially because I thought that it wasn't even something that was attainable. I thought it was just like, you had to have like either been a child of somebody who was already an actor or you had to go to like, you know, Juilliard or some school, like all the way from the start. So like when you already count yourself out of certain things, you don't even like think of it as a possibility, but somehow like that spirit was just slowly like creeping up over the years until it finally like smacked me in the face and was like, Laval, you need to like, just go for this. And every time I like share this conversation with anybody, you know, who does still work like a corporate gig, like, I tell them at the end of the day, like I, I give so much credit to anyone who actually does like quit, quit their job to pursue what they want to do, because that takes a whole nother level of courage. And I can never say like, oh, I did this. So you should go do that. Like everybody has to like, you know, you do their own, their own journey, make their own choices. I think that when my job got laid off, it was definitely, it helped me to, to make that jump. Um, you know, I definitely felt like, you know, here's my time to actually like pursue this thing for real, as opposed to someone actually having the courage to just like have the full time job and like the sense of security and be able to just quit it that way. And, you know, as you touched on the security thing, I think, you know, last year we kind of learned that no job is safe, no job is secure. But also on the flip side of that, you know, when it comes to you pursuing whether you want to be a painter, you want to be a, a, a music artist, an actor, you want to be a accountant, you want to be a lawyer, a doctor, whatever it is. I think last year was a light bulb and a lot of people struggled with it. Where like whatever you, it is that you do do, that's not you can't tie your identity to that thing because, you know, life happens and that thing could be taken away from you. And you can't be like, oh, man, my worth as a human being has gone down the drain now because, that career path or whatever is not like in existence anymore or it's on hold right now. So definitely like whatever it is that you want to pursue, you know, you definitely want to use your God given gift to like do that thing. But, you know, you just can't tie your identity to it. And another reason also why the acting, like acting came to mind as something I wanted to pursue pursue is also because like, I, I know that like certain careers, the odds are like stacked against you and other careers. It's like, you can jump into it any day and be able to like make it. So with the acting thing, while I was still doing my soul searching of like, what is it that I want to pursue? I also wanted to challenge myself into like pursue something where like, 
if or when I make it, I can actually be an example to other people that are like, if I can do it, you can do it. It was never like from a sense of I'm pursuing this thing just because I want to be rich, just because I want to be famous. I just wanted to like choose something that's so left field that like people can look at me and be like, man, this regular guy from Queens who was a banker, he was completely shy, introverted, was actually able to like pursue this thing like acting and be successful. And man, if he could do it, I could do it. I never want to be on a platform where I'm like, I made it to this thing because I'm special and I did all the work and like I'm above other people. Like I always want to be that example to like, I'm just a regular person and I did this. So that means you can do it if you just believe in yourself, put in the work. So I just feel like acting was just one of those things that I can like say, you know, and like there's so many other professions that require way more work and training and skill. You know, you want to, you know, people see doctors and lawyers and so forth and astronauts, you know, and that takes like so much more work. And like those should honestly be the ones that was like, if you could be a doctor, anybody could be a doctor. But for some reason, like the entertainment platform, it attracts like so many more people. And like if you if enough people can get into that platform to use it for good, it can have like such a crazy impact on like the human psyche. So that's just like another reason why like acting was one of those things that like really drew me, you know, to wanted to wanted to pursue it. So that drew you, and uh, I think it's really um, great that you that you are thinking of it like how if if you can do it, anybody can do it. And I agree with you. The point that um, struck me was that really anyone it might be easier to be a doctor or a banker than to be an actor or at least a like a what we call you know like a successful actor because there's there's school for it and there's school for acting too but like there's there's kind of like guaranteed steps or like there's these proven steps that if you go to school to be a doctor the idea the notion is that you'll be a doctor if you go to school and you go through all the training and this and that then it the end at the end of that you will be a doctor but with acting or any of anything in the arts or anything that's like a specialized thing that's unique to you there's no guarantee that you're going to do it like just because you go to acting school doesn't mean you're going to be a famous actor so i think there there is there is a certain quality that you have that like makes you a really like l- likely to be a really great actor just because you you had this thing and it's probably the courage that made you decide to do acting anyway. It's probably that same courage and that same like belief in yourself and belief in God that allowed you to like do it. Anybody could probably be believe in themselves enough to be a doctor, but I don't know if that makes sense what I'm saying, but I think like there's, there's something special about, about doing the risky thing that there's no guaranteed paycheck for. Um, but so you were super green and you started doing student films and then how, how long was it before you started um, actually getting jobs that were like paying jobs, commercials and stuff? 
Was was it a long time frame? Was it longer than you thought, or shorter than you thought, or what was your perspective on that? Um, I mean, everybody's journey is different, but I would say, like in the thick of it, like when I in the very beginning of it, when you can't see like the forest or the trees, I could probably say it took like a long time. But in hindsight, I don't think it took like it didn't take too long. I would say I was doing like student films, non-paid for like like maybe two years before I started like booking consistent, like commercial work. And, um, and even then, like with the student films thing, it's like, I, and I feel like whenever I talk to other actors who like at a certain like level, it's like kind of like a pain you do type of thing that like a lot of actors do go through because depending on like, you learn like which schools, you know, which students are trained, which schools, like the students are kind of like, don't know what they're doing um like which sets are like more professional or not which sets have like better equipment or not which sets or which schools are you do you have a better chance of getting the footage after you film because a lot of times when you do certain projects student films or not you might not get the footage and like when you're first starting out like your footage is almost like a form of currency as well and a lot of times when you start out they may say like oh you won't get paid but like copy credit meal so that means that like you can get like, you know, your name credited in like IMDB or like a credit in a film. You'll get a copy of the film, whether it's like a link or whatever, and then like meals, et cetera. And like sometimes you don't get those things and like you still went and did it anyway because you thought you were going to do it. Um, sometimes you, you know, you do certain things just because it's been a while and you just want to like keep the muscles loose because it's like going to the gym. So it, it varies for everyone, but I would say it was about maybe like a year and a half to two years of just doing like, non-union student films not getting paid sometimes getting the footage sometimes you get the footage and it's terrible and you can't use it anyway and you just gotta like chuck it all up as learning experiences it's never a waste it's never a waste it depends on how you that attitude makes it never a waste like um i think it 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 shows it shows your your spirit and like your your ability to like your perspective on life the takeaway that I like my viewers to have is, is like the way you perceive your situation has everything to do with the outcome. And uh, you kind of chalk it up to experience, I guess, like if you don't get the good footage that you're supposed to get that you can use for your reel, it was still exercise, <laughs> exercise and being right. Active. Um, right. And another thing too, not to um, cut you off, but like having the right perspective when you go into certain projects is is a is a key thing too. Because like no matter what industry, no matter what profession you're in, it's always about people. It's always a people business. No matter if you're selling a car, if you're you know doing surgery, whatever it is, it's about the people. So I made sure that no matter what the outcome was of that project, that I tried to leverage cultivating relationships with those people on set, whether it was directors, the cinematographer, PAs, um, you know, and so forth. And what really helped me was that like after building those connections and those networks over time, when I got to the point where I wanted to start writing my own short films and things like that, I was able to like reach out to those connections that I made in the past because some of those student filmmakers, they, you know, graduated and they have like access to like, you know, great equipment. They have experience and like, those relationships, you never know when you may be able to like draw on them again to create your own work or just network and build connections. So, 
you know, some projects you might not be able to like get, you know, a lot of money from it or like a good, great footage from it, but you might've made a connection that later on down the road, that person can help you out and vice versa with other projects and stuff. Where do you, um, you, it sounds like you actually like that. If, if you did a, a film that you didn't get credit for, but that came to fruition in other ways by those relationships that you had with the PAs or uh, the connections that you made. Are any of those, any of those people that you're currently working with right now that you did a student film with before or, or is, uh, it, is it kind of too like sp- sporadic or? Well, I mean, as far as like, Presently, because of like COVID, it kind of like stopped a lot of stuff as far as like everyone's like progress, but things are starting to open back up now. But before like COVID started, like that winter before, I was like wrapping up on a short film that I had like produced and like a lot of connections of those people on set. You know, the director I had met like in a writer's group that I was a part of, um, the cinematographer. I had worked on a student film for Brooklyn College like maybe a year before that. And I had made a connection with that cinematographer. And then like when I was time for me to write, you know, when I wrote my my project, I like reached out to him on Instagram. I was like, hey, man, you know, I'm not sure if you remember me, but I was an actor when like you guys had like this um, thesis project or whatever. And he like definitely remembered me and wanted to work on my set as a cinematographer. So like that was the most recent thing. That would be December 2019. But, um, you know, definitely want to get back into the the realm of creating as well, because like, Nowadays, you can't just be an actor. You also have to be able to, like, create your own content, you know, do some, like, writing on your own and stuff. So you got to you gotta have a couple tricks in your bag. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You got to have a couple tricks in your bag. What was that project in December 2019? Uh, it was a horror short film. The name of it was called Junkie. It's, it's kind of funny. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, unfortunately, it's still in post just because, like, things have been kind of slow with it. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it should be it should be coming out soon. Is that something that you wrote or produced, or how much? How much? Yeah, I wrote. I wrote and produced it. I wrote and produced it. Nice. Yeah. So it's in, in post, and uh, are you, is there um, anything you can say about it yet, or it's still kind of in um, progress? I mean- yeah, it's still in progress. <laughs> it's a horror short, but it's uh yeah, it's still in progress. All right, cool. So you're working on some 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 projects cuz yeah, like you said, you you have to have your your own material. Um that's uh that's exciting, man. Do you um so the most recent thing that I I noticed was that you're in a commercial is that is that um, your main bread and butter that you're kind of <laughs> looking at right now? Yeah, I mean, I would say as far as like the submission to booking ratio right now is mostly commercials. Um, so yeah, the thing that you saw me most recently in was a commercial for our Fresh Direct, um, and I've done like some hand modeling stuff here and there to just like help pay the bills. But um, yeah, mostly commercials again, like. I think every actor, I mean, there are some actors that I've met on set for commercials that like, 
I just want to stick in this realm and just want to keep booking these commercials till, you know, my last breath. But I think like for most actors, we do want to break into like TV and film world more. And, um, you know, a lot of times it's like you kind of go from commercials to that realm. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. So breaking into TV and film, because you said you, you've done one liners and you're, you kind of got into this yeah. place of doing one liners. Yeah, I'm just like just going in for like one liners or like a lot of like crime reenactment shows, but um, which have been super great. Like I've gotten great footage from it, but as it's kind of weird, like as far as like the respect level or like the street cred kind of in acting sense when it comes to like casting directors and stuff, like you really need to like nail those network TV roles in order to like people to start like paying attention to you. And and again, like there's always an exceptions to rules as like there's definitely people out there or like ways out there where you can kind of like skip the line and go right to a, you know, a starring or recurring role, but it kind of starts like co-star guest star recurring supporting leading. So I'm kind of still like in that, like between that co-star guest star phase, but um, yeah, God's working on it. I have total faith and yeah, I feel good. I'm like super optimistic. You are super optimistic. That's what, that's what's getting you. So, um, so far and uh you talked i want to touch on that respect level that street cred thing because that's that's uh that comes with every ever just i think that is nature that is human nature like people want to want to know what you've done to so that they you know can judge you and to kind of bestow their respect or lack of respect on you Right. based off what you've what you've done because that's kind of the easy thing it takes a, a very special usually spiritually minded person to be able to look above that and kind of see who you are like you said the um, you can't tie your identity to that thing to your job but still like most people judge that yeah and you see you meet you meet someone and like the first, if, if they don't say like, what's your name? The next thing they say is like, what do you do? Like, that's how human beings just like yeah. choose to take in somebody. And if you say to like, oh, I'm a brain surgeon, automatically that person's going to treat you way different than if you say you're a janitor or something. It's crazy. But you, 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 yeah, you're spot on about that whole thing. So what do you say when you meet someone and they say, what do you do? Do you go straight to I'm an actor or do you make something up like I'm a bus driver? <laughs> and see what they do. <laughs> um, and so it's it's pretty interesting. Actually, like, that's a great question because I know like when I first started the journey, I kind of like had like self confidence issues, especially if I didn't have like the credits or the projects to like back my myself up. So like when I first started, I would say like, oh, I'm an aspiring actor, or I'm a pursue- pursuing actor, or something like that. And I forgot where I saw it, but um. It was I forgot, it might have been like on Instagram or somewhere or a talk or something and like I was just like reminded that like you're not pursuing it like you are that thing so like just say you're an actor and just say it with confidence and like the more you say stuff like that it'll like bring more to you and because so, like if you just say like I'm an aspiring actor you're always going to be in the state of aspiring so like they said like just say you're an actor and just like and take it in and like unfortunately. Again, like the next the next follow up question was it's like, 
your family or friends, if you like go to like Thanksgiving to see family or something, and you say like you're an actor, oh, what's what have you worked on? What's the last thing you were in? Or where can I find you? And like if you're still in that phase of like just doing like student films or things that like haven't been like on network TV or in, or indie stuff, because like the every average day Joe doesn't know much about indie projects. They just know like what's on like network TV or whatnot. So if you say all these random indie film titles that you're on, they like they don't know what's like apples or oranges from that. So it's um yeah, it's pretty interesting. And like when you are an actor, um, you know, just my journey. Some people can just act for full time and not do anything else but. But like I did have to like you know do a number of different side jobs like throughout the journey. Whether it was catering, I was a substitute teacher. I uh, taught CPR classes. Now I'm doing like medical billing on the side. So like sometimes depending on like the conversation, I'll lead in with I'm an actor, or sometimes I may lead in with whatever my like side hustle is at the job. I mean at the time, but um, yeah, it varies. It varies. That's interesting because it takes a lot of courage. I, I want to touch on touch on this because I think this is like where the real heart of the matter is. Just say it. When you said you said if I say I'm expi- I'm aspiring actor, you're always going to be an aspiring actor. All right, but if we can talk about like God for a minute, the power of I am, yes, runs deeper than probably most people notice. Yes. Because you, whatever you say, I am, that's what you are. So people slip up sometimes. Yeah. They say, well, you know, like, um, people have to watch themselves. Like er, er, anyone who might be watching this and like has, has noticed something like this. If you, if you end up like kind of discrediting yourself saying like, um, I'm ugly or I'm not good enough you're kind of just cursing yourself. You're, you actually are kind of cursing yourself with that. But if it's not, it's, it's not that you're tied, like you said, your identity is not tied to that thing, but who, whatever you say I am is what you are. And uh, it's, not easy to always do that when you're looking at like maybe you haven't had a good acting gig for a while and now you're working in you know your main thing is medical billing because that's that's the job that you have to go to so someone asks what do you do well i'm medical billing in in the there's probably this dialogue in your head that says i should have said i'm an actor yeah that's what i really want to do absolutely like going in this like down like this spiral of thoughts like ah oh, man i really wanted to you know yeah does that ever happen <laughs> where like yeah you, you don't say i'm an actor and you kind of regret not saying you're an actor yeah in the very beginning like i didn't think of it that way but like the more I'm, i've been in the business and stuff and like i totally agree with those like i am affirmations and some like now i try to like say like i'm an actor but like i do such an abc on the side or something and it's funny because, like, just, like, speaking from my own personal experience, I feel like that whole mindset of, like, downplaying yourself, like, I go back, I take it back to, like, school or, like, when I was in, like, grade school or elementary or whatever, and, like, you study for the test, 
you get a good grade on the test, but like people around you didn't get good grades. So when people are asking like, oh, how you think you did on the test? Like in, in order to not make them feel bad, I will like diminish myself and be like, oh, I think I did okay. I don't know how I did. Or like, I never bragged on like getting good grades or anything because it just like made the people around me feel bad. So I felt like I took that into adulthood and didn't want to like say things that I'm proud about because I didn't want like people around me to feel like defensive or something about it. It's so, it's, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. It makes no sense. It's so crazy. If we do that, it's, it's, it's difficult not to worry about what other people think. And like, yeah, that, that takes some bravery to like get through. Um, how do you define success? Uh, that's a good question. I think one of the most recent definitions of success that I like really connect with is um, it's not like, it's not how much money you have. It's how many people's lives you've changed like along the way. So like, you know, if you die at 30 or 60 or a hundred, like it's not about like how much wealth you accumulate. It's about how many people like you've impacted along the way. That's that, that's what really determines success. And sometimes it's a hard pill to swallow because on any given day, you could have had a super positive impact on like five people, whether you encouraged them, you helped them cross the street, like you spoke life into them, but let you let you like you got rejected from the things that you think feel like matter to you, whether it's, you know, a person you're in pursuit of or a job you're in pursuit of, or, you know, your, your bank account looks like a certain amount. So like, you got to be mindful. Like those things don't make success. Success is the people that you have positive influences on, you know, from the day to day. The people you have a positive influence on the, the way we measure things, like how many people's lives you've changed. Um, you can look at that in a couple different ways because you could look at that in like volume well, that kind of equates to fame if you affect a lot of people at once, like at scale. But is that really any better than like investing in one person and making that one person's life like as best it could be like you you help you help a friend, like you help your best friend, you help your mom, like in such a immeasurable way like you there's there's no way you can put like a dollar amount on that and yeah it's easy to lose perspective like because i can't measure how many people's lives i change without money without measuring it with money it but it's it's like what if you just change that one person's life do you think you can do that with acting or the at that point, the acting is not about that. It's just about you being Laval and just being you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's a great question. I feel like that kind of like goes back to um, like, oh, why does a teacher get paid like a certain amount? But then like uh, NBA athlete or whatever gets paid like another massive amount. And like they always say like, oh, well, the teacher is only like affecting the lives of like 30 people in their classroom, whereas like the famous basketball players having an impact on like millions of people because, you know, Oh, they're bringing families together to watch the games on TV or like go to the games and like creating those moments, merchandising revenue and like all that stuff. So like, 
you know, society kind of says that, like your worth is built on like how many ways you've like been able to impact like that. But I love what you brought up about, you know, whether it's helping your mom and helping or helping your kids and like being like such a pillar in that person's life and you're not getting paid for it like that, that really makes an impact because like those seeds that you're planting, you know, think of an acorn, you plant an acorn as small as it is. And that thing grows up into like a crazy tree. Like, and you just, you just, you just, sometimes you don't even see, you don't get to like even reap your like harvest until like, you might not even see it in his life. Like there's so many ways you're going to like pour into people and it can be even just on a one-on-one thing. But like, once you leave this earth, the memories and the things you taught that person is going to trickle down to like generations and generations. And like, you kind of like leave a legacy in that way. Whereas like you may not have been able to leave a legacy, like a millions of dollars, but like the knowledge and like, you know, giving the person the fear of God and teaching them about God. And like, there's so many other ways that you can like leave a legacy and be successful. And I think that's what God really wants us to do is just to like really impact each other's lives that way, as opposed to like, how many, you know, tickets can I sell? And, you know, yeah, I'm definitely like crazy about being an actor. I was like, oh, how can this guy say all these things? But like, he still wants to be an actor. He still wants to be a Marvel. He still wants to be famous. And it's like, profession wise, yeah, those are things that I'm crazy about because I love the art of storytelling and like, you know, being on set and like the creative process and all those things. But from my day to day life, like I'm just Laval, you know, and like, whoever I meet at the grocery store, if I see the cashier's having a bad day or something, I'm going to try to encourage and speak life into that person while I'm still in the pursuits of those things. And when I do make it to that platform, you know, again, still my day to day, when I leave set, when I rap, you know, and go about my day, I'm still that same person. So like, I think it's kind of like a balancing act and just not forgetting like who you are at the core, no matter what your profession is. Not forgetting who you are at the core. There's such a difference between like how the world values us and how God values us. But what do we do with that? Like, I don't want that to sound like a platitude, but the world views us like, you know what, how much trivial things like, Oh, how much, how many social media followers does that guy have? But it's such a distraction from like, the actual impact that you're having, like in the end of the day, when you speak life into like the guy who's bagging, bagging your groceries and you speak life into his life. And like, that's so much more powerful. And the, like the way God values us is totally opposite of the way the world values us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this world is like, you know, how that song goes, what have you done for me lately? Dum, 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 dum. Ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. Right. <laughs> like that's how the world, you know, measures us, but God isn't a performance based God. Yes. We have to, you know, want to be obedient and like do the right thing and be good people. But like, God is not, you know, keeping a tally of like how many hell Marys and stuff that you did. Obviously, like once you realize, you know, you have this connection with God and like, you realize that he's your savior. You just want to be a better person for the sake of like this, this being loves me so much that I want to be better, but it's not like I'm trying to do these acts to be better, to get in his good graces, if that makes sense. So I, I it's funny because it like I, the, more, the more I've been like reading the Bible and stuff, I feel like there's so many examples in the Bible where like God's way of thinking is completely flipped of like humans 
on like culture's way of thinking. Like in the Bible, it's the more you give, the more you're going to get. And in the world, you know, I have to get these things in order to give it. Um, you know, dying to yourself is the way to get life. But like in the world, it's like, I got to like, you know, do my thing and like be able to like build myself up before I, it's, it's just so crazy. Like how things are really just like flipped around from the spiritual to like the physical world. And so it's crazy. Yeah. It there's, there's a scripture about the, the natural, the natural minded person. Um, sees the things of God as, as being foolish, paraphrasing, mm-hmm. but like to, to natural circumstances, like, um, if you're working at a bank and you get laid off, but I don't know, you decide to be an actor and, uh, and you make it and you actually say that I'm going to ask you another, like one last question, but before I do, it's like, say, you know, you, you make it. And then, uh, there are probably like haters along the way. They're like, Oh, he's never going to make it. What's he doing? He's crazy. Like, but then once you make it, they're like, Oh, I always knew he was going to make it. Um, because people tend to think they look at things with their natural in their natural, like circumstances and, don't see like what God sees that like there's it's that impact that Laval makes on like just one person on me, the impact you make on me. That's like vice versa. So iron, sharpens iron. iron sharpens iron. What would your um, dream role be? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I mean, definitely, I'm a I'm a fan of like superheroes, so like something superhero based. But on the Mission other side of that, <laughs> yeah. But on the other side of that, one of my favorite movies is Forrest Gump. So I would think somebody that's like socially like not accepted as much to like just kind of like yeah. I'm I'm some for some reason I'm always like attracted to those type of roles. Also, like that awkward person who just like doesn't fit in, like that outsider type of thing. I feel like it can connect to a lot of people and make us all realize that we're like a lot more connected than we think we are and stuff. So between superhero and then like a Forrest Gump type of character. <laughs> that reminds me, you you actually did something. You were working on a project and you did this character that was like a nerd character. It, that's <laughs> yeah, what it sounds like. It's like an underdog nerd character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what was that? That's right. Did that, did that get a release or? Yeah, it was a Yeah, it was a short film. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. What's the name of that short film? It was uh, Fiesta de Salchicha. <laughs> Fiesta de Salchicha. Uh, I'll have to <laughs> put that, type that in <laughs> for people if they want to look it up. <laughs> that was awesome, man. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Pleasure is all mine. Thank you for having me. Discuss this, man. Really great. Really appreciate it, brother. Uh, this was awesome.